The Jewish Feast of Sukkot, or Tabernacles. What clue does this ancient God-ordained feast hold concerning future prophetic events? What exciting spiritual promises for your life does it reveal? Discover answer to these and other amazing insights surrounding the Feast of Tabernacles, today on Jewish Voice. Now let's look at the uh, next command to observe. We'll go back to Leviticus 23, verse 42. It says, live in temporary shelters for seven days. All native-born Israelites are to live in such shelters. And then verse 43, so your descendants will know that I had the Israelites live in temporary shelters when I, when I brought them out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So they were to build temporary shelters and live in them, thus booths or tabernacles, and they're called sukkahs. Uh, you can see the one behind me that we've built, and I want to show you a picture of my daughters. This is three years ago. This is Liel when she was seven, and her younger sister Hannah at age one, and this is in their little play sukkah in our home. We don't have it outside. We have it inside. Uh, but they, they play in, this, in the sukkah during Sukkot. We set it up. So Sukkot is a reminder of the exodus, the Passover exodus. We celebrate this in detail at Passover when we remember the God who delivered us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and outstretched arm parted the Red Sea. And on Sukkot, as we dwell in the sukkah, as we eat in the sukkah, as we sleep in the sukkah, if you're observant, uh, we remember the Exodus, and according to our sages, we recount four things during this time. First of all, the stories of God's great deliverance from, from Egypt. And we learn and we remember that God is a God of deliverance. Number one, God is a God of deliverance. Secondly, God's miraculous provision for Israel in the wilderness. Second, God is a God of provision. One, he's a God of deliverance. Second, he's a God of provision. It's about being content in all things. It's about being satisfied with God's provision and about seeing everything we have as belonging to him. So we're in the sukkah. It's, it's, it's a simple uh, uh, booth, and we remember that God provides, and we're satisfied with all things. There's a great story in Jewish literature about a Hasidic rabbi. And uh, he was very famous for his compassionate ways. And he wouldn't leave a sukkah even as rain from a heavy storm would descend. He would get soaked and he would remain in the sukkah. Now his students were amazed because everyone knew in the oral law, in something called the Book of the Codes, that one didn't have to sit inside the sukkah if it caused some kind of discomfort. And the definition for discomfort was if it was raining too hard to make soup. So if it was raining hard enough to ruin the soup, then you were to leave the sukkah and go into better accommodations. Now, not only that, the text describes that any person that continued to sit in the sukkah in such bad weather was of a simple person. 
really a, a fool. Now, obviously, the rabbi knew the law or the oral tradition, but what puzzled the students was why he would continue to sit in the sukkah while the rain poured down and ruined his soup. Well, the rabbi, uh, according to the story, smiled at his disciples and said they didn't understand the underlying meaning of the text. It simply meant that anyone who finds himself inside of a sukkah, which was the symbol of God's radiance, the symbol of God's protection in this world, and anyone who sat under there and felt that they were suffering is indeed simple and foolish. How can one possibly feel discomfort when they're surrounded by God's glory? And that's what the sukkah reminds us of. God is a God of provision. And when we sit in the sukkah, we're reminded that we're a people who dwell in his glory, in his presence. The sinfulness of people through gossip and complaining. So we're reminded of God's provision, his, his deliverance. God is a God of deliverance. Second, God is a God of provision. And then third, we sit in the sukkah and we're reminded of the disobedience of the children of Israel. They were delivered out of Egypt and then they began to complain. They began to gossip and God dealt with them. We're reminded that God third is a God of holiness and he will not tolerate our sin. He can't tolerate sin. Now, just a pleasant reminder, this includes gossip and complaining, okay? Sin includes gossip and complaining. And the result of this behavior was 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. And so year after year, after year, the complainers die off and the children learn. We don't complain against God. We don't gossip. And they were taught God is a God of holiness. And then finally, the rabbis say that the sukkah reminds us that God is a God of remembrance. We sit in the sukkah, we eat meals with our children, we sleep in the sukkah with our children, and we remember that God remembers, that God is a God of remembrance. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel, a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. But you can help save them. But we must act now. 
Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll say thank you by sending you the full DVD presentation by Jonathan Burness that expands on and extends the teaching you saw on today's broadcast. Celebrating Sukkot, the Feasts of Booths on DVD. Plus our exclusive JVMI calendar, which features inspiring photography and information concerning all the Jewish feasts. Both are our very special thank you for any gift of support today. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll send you both of these resources. And to beautify your home, a set of three Jerusalem Globe candle holders. This lovely and unique set with silver and gold finishes includes one large and two small candle holders and features significant Jerusalem landmarks. They are sure to remind you to pray the peace of Jerusalem. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. I want to add three things to the rabbis, okay, that have to do with the sukkah. First of all, this will be number five. The sukkah reminds us of dwelling in God's presence. I just told the story of the rabbi, but the Israelites dwelt not only under the sukkah, but under the cloud of glory as well. Remember when the pillar of fire by night and by by, by the cloud by day moved, what did they do? They packed up their dwellings and they moved with the glory. And so we're reminded to dwell in his presence, that as believers, as followers of the Lord, we need to follow him. We need to understand that our lives are transient. And when the cloud moves, we move. When the fire moves, we move because we're a people that desire to dwell in the presence of God. We need to be mobile. We need to move with the cloud and the pillar. What's the reminder to us? It's to not get too set in this life because this life fades away, right? It's, it's temporary, it's seasonal. What happens if we gain the whole world and we forget the Lord? We, 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 we don't follow the Lord and our souls required of us. It means nothing. I heard a, a teacher say once that he's never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. You can't bring it with you. We need to be sensitive to the Lord and understand that our citizenship is not of this earth, okay? Our citizenship is in heaven. We store up treasures in heaven, or as it says in the King James, moth and rust doth not corrupt. I love that. And so I believe that the sukkah reminds us of relationship with God. We are in a relationship with God and not a religion. We are serving a living God. You know, I grew up in a Jewish home learning all about the rich traditions of my faith. We, we, would, we would stay in the sukkah and there would be a great celebration. 
and Passover with my family, and I learned all about this, this great heritage of my people. I, was, I learned that I was born a Jew, that I would die a Jew, and that I was uh, to be counted as one of the people that brought the revelation of the one true God to the world. It was a rich heritage. I learned all about the great things that God did in history, how he spoke to Abraham and Moses, the God who did these mighty acts, but they were in our history. My question was, where was God now? And I was taught really that he was some distant force who had now left the scene. Many Jews won't even pronounce the name of God or they won't write the name of God because God is so holy, we don't dare want to offend him, but he's a distant God. So while I learned all about this great heritage, I didn't learn about what it meant to have a relationship with God until I was in college and a girlfriend introduced me to Yeshua. I didn't know him as, G as Yeshua. I understood that he was Jesus, son of Mr. and Mrs. Christ, the God of Christianity. But as she provoked me to jealousy, and that's what the Bible talks about true believers being responsible to do, to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy. In fact, Romans 11.11 says that the rejection of the Jewish people has brought salvation to the Gentiles, to the nations, to provoke the Jewish people back to jealousy. What does that mean? It means to demonstrate that we've been called to demonstrate a relationship with God and not religion. It's not a religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's about the person of the Christos, the Messiah, the anointed one, and having a relationship with him. And so to provoke someone to jealousy means to demonstrate the sense of, of purpose and destiny that we have through a relationship with God. It means to demonstrate a peace that passes all understanding, a peace that's a rare commodity today, isn't it? Yes, it is. To demonstrate the selfless love and willingness to serve all of the life changes that take place when we're born from above. And through that demonstration, not just in word, but in deed, we provoke that Jewish friend or neighbor or coworker to jealousy. Because we possess something they were destined to have, and yet don't have yet, and we have. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel, a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. But you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll say thank you 
by sending you the full DVD presentation by Jonathan Burness that expands on and extends the teaching you saw on today's broadcast. Celebrating Sukkot, the Feasts of Booths on DVD. Plus our exclusive JVMI calendar, which features inspiring photography and information concerning all the Jewish feasts. Both are our very special thank you for any gift of support today. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll send you both of these resources. And to beautify your home, a set of three Jerusalem Globe candle holders. This lovely and unique set with silver and gold finishes includes one large and two small candle holders and features significant Jerusalem landmarks. They are sure to remind you to pray the peace of Jerusalem. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. Our mandate at Jewish Voice is to go anywhere in the world where there's Jewish people open to the gospel. And through that, we reach all people. It brings us to remote places like the bush of Zimbabwe and here in Gondar, Ethiopia, to help an ancient Jewish community, a lost tribe, the Beta Israel, the House of Israel. These are people that live in absolute squalor. Uh, most of them have never been to a, a, a dentist or received eye care or medical care. And we provide that all free of charge, eyeglasses, eye surgeries. We couldn't do this without the partnership of those like you who stand with us around the world. And one way you can partner with this ministry is by coming on one of our outreaches. We go to India to help the B'nai Menashe. We go to Ethiopia three times to help different Jewish communities. We're working now in Zimbabwe with the Lemba tribe, an ancient Jewish tribe. These are lost tribes of Israel that God is restoring in these last days. And it takes volunteers. This is absolutely critical to these outreaches. And I promise you this, if you come on an outreach, God will use you and in the midst of you, you, he will change you as well. We need you to say, Hineni, here am I, send me. Dr. Eugene, this is your first clinic. What's your impression so far? Oh, I love it. Uh, it's been a, a remarkable experience for us. Uh, it's my first, actually my second mission trip to do. And uh, when we came down to Ethiopia, we've had a really remarkable time. It's been very, very fulfilling. Um, I'm pretty settled in my career, but I always felt that there was still something missing. And um, I, I am a big giver, and so I felt that this was the next step to use the, the skill that God has given me to, to help mankind. When you're here, you get an opportunity to serve God, and it's, it's almost like your act of worship, your act of sacrifice is helping his own. It's like giving a cold cup of water to the least of these. It's the person in front of you is Jesus, and you're showing their, your love to them. So it's and changed you? It's... It, it feels like it brings me closer to God when I can serve his children that are hurting. 
I know when I arrived in uh, Zimbabwe, I was pretty nervous. I'd never set up a tent in my life. One of my friends back home brought his tent and backpack and other camping gear over and showed me how to set it up in my backyard one night. Certainly, if I can take a bucket shower and live in a tent for a week and do all of that when I have literally no outdoor experience, I think just about anyone can. And I feel like I'm doing um, more good for people maybe than back home. I love that the patients are so appreciative. The pathology here is incredible. There's so many tropical diseases that we never see in the United States. When I come with JDMI, I'm always impressed by the efficiency of how they work patients through, how many people that we are capable of seeing in a week, and really doing a, a marvelous job, really loving the people. I think when you see the need, um, when you take care of some of these people who are so poor and so appreciative and really so very sick, it draws you back again and again. And really coming and doing some of these trips is what helps me keep going during the year when I'm doing my regular practice. And what's so precious about these, these outreaches with JDMI is that they're being offered prayer and the gospel. The people are receiving that at the end of the, their walk through our clinic. And so in other words, they're getting both. And that to me is the best, the very best. We've seen children who, who couldn't speak, they couldn't hear, they, they, were, they, they couldn't do anything. I, I'm shocked. And then, and then they can speak and, and they can hear and they can say their names. Babies, that, that there was this 18-month-old baby that, that couldn't even stand up or sit up, nothing. And, and then it had uh, witchcraft bracelets on its wrist. They were cut off and the baby sat up immediately. I mean, <laughs> eyes, eyes to see with adults. I've seen so many miracles. I, my heart is, is just filling up. I, I'm, I'm forever going to be changed over this entire experience. It's the best thing that has ever happened to me. There's so much need in the world, sometimes it, it's just overwhelming. But God calls us to minister to one person at a time, and together we can make a difference. I prayed for a frightened mother in Zimbabwe whose baby was suffering terribly. I watched tears run down her face as our doctor provided care. Will you help us change lives? Will you be his voice? Will you be the one that says yes and allows God to use you to demonstrate his compassion and share his message of eternal life? I hope so. We need your help. They need your help. Be his voice. For more information, go to jewishvoice.tv or call 1-800-299-9374. We are so blessed to have this performer with us today. He is a solo virtuoso guitarist who uses his God-given gifts to praise the Lord. And today, we're going to listen to and experience the majestic presence of God as he plays. Please welcome the very talented Rodrigo Rodriguez.
Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus is Messiah and Savior, to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, with eye care, dental care, and it's all completely free of charge. But most importantly, we share the gospel, and it's because of your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. But we need your help. Will you be a part of saving lives, of transforming lives, and blessing desperate Jewish people by sharing a generous gift today? Now, if your answer is yes, we have some very special ways of saying thank you today. I've selected some helpful and encouraging resources that I'd like to send you. Just call, click, or write now to share and request them. And remember, your generous gift will be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish Voice and just like us on Facebook and we'll keep you updated on all that's going on here at Jewish Voice. Well, as I leave you today, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible says they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. 